audio. Okay, let's hope this guy doesn't need to know. Okay. A three, one, four. Oops, we forgot. No, don't open it. No. Three, one, four. Do it, it. Alright, if everything is up, I will begin El Colo. Hello, this is Michaela with Francis Hall North. Hi, Michaela. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing all right. It's is Friday, this... so that's nice. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, just to make sure I have it down right, um, what is your name and how do you spell it? Adam Bertrand, A-D-A-M, Bertrand, B-E-R-T-R-A-N-D. Great. All right. Um, what is your educational background? Um, I got an undergraduate degree from Mizzou, uh, University of Missouri, um, in business with minors in political science and economics. And I have an MBA from Washington University here in St. Louis. Um, what is your current occupation? I am a process improvement um, consultant or like an internal consultant. I don't like talking about my employer because I don't want that they're weird about that. Um, but I work in process improvement, continuous improvement. So basically, I help businesses um, improve their processes and systems to deliver excellent experiences for their customers and clients. Mm -hmm. um, describe your family, and do you have kids that are, were, or will be students in this district? I have lots of kids. So I have four kids. It's me and my wife have four kids. We're actually, both me and my wife are alumni of the district. Um, my kids, my, I have an old, a daughter who's in seventh grade currently, a son in fifth grade, another son in third grade, and a daughter who is going into kindergarten next year and was part of some of the early childhood development stuff with the district. Um, why are you running for Board of Education? So... I guess like I kind of explained, I have, a, I have a vested interest with a lot of children in the district that will, will be here for a while. Um, plus, being a background in the district, wanting to see it continue to be a strong, vibrant district. My parents are in the district. My in-laws are in the district. I have a brother-in-law who has a, has a daughter going to kindergarten next year as well who's in the district. So a lot of interest in making sure that our district remains remains strong. Um, but I also see opportunities to make continue to make it better. Uh, with my background being in process improvement, an MBA from WashU, uh, I think my skill set can lend itself to helping the district with the financial needs it, it seems to be in, as well as improving processes and systems within the district to make sure parents are satisfied with kind of the experience that they get as well. Um, what are your priorities if you get elected? Number one, fiscal responsibility. How detailed do you want me to get? Uh, however detailed you want. It doesn't have to be, I'm not like, I don't need too much. Just whatever you would like. 
yeah, so almost kind of my, my three overarching goals is, is kind of get fiscal responsibility, get get the, get the financial picture in line, um, make sure we have a strong fi- financially strong district, because um, I think that kind of rolls downhill to everything else. If we're not financially strong, then it's hard to do 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 a lot of other things. Uh, educational excellence, which includes a great curriculum as well as great teachers, and then really improving transparency, which goes into that kind of process piece for for the parents and the patrons of the district. Mm-hmm. What suggestions do you have for improving the district? What was the last question? What suggestions do you have for improving the district? Yeah, I think, I think a lot of a lot of my work. I think I think there's a number of policies that could could be reviewed um, and improve communication as well within the district, um, as well as how we do budgeting and finance. I think some of those, some of the areas there can can be improved to make sure that we are setting the appropriate priorities. Um, I always question things like the teacher contracts being pretty clear on what the expectations are, and, and yet we have trouble meeting them in many cases. And I don't know all the, all the ins and outs of the budget yet, but I also feel like maybe there's some priority needs that need to be, be set. Like, how are we setting our priorities and how are we communicating out what those priorities are to the public so that they know how the district's making decisions um, and utilizing the money and the finances within the district. So it's really clear. If we aren't clear as the district what we're doing and why we're doing it, it's hard to get the patrons, the citizens within the district to be on board with what the school's doing, whether no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. What do you see as the biggest issue facing our district today? Finances. Mm-hmm. Which then rolls, like I said, rolls downhill to it's hard to keep, keep good teachers. If we have a lot of good teachers in the district, when they aren't getting their staff increases, when they don't feel supported, when we can't get other employees that, that take off on, on some of the responsibility that now we're offloading to teachers, um, when you don't have your finances squared away, it makes everything else more difficult. How do you feel about the way the district has dealt with the increase in budget for the new North High building? Uh, I don't think they did a very good job. Uh, mm. I think my personal opinion is they should have sent it out for rebid, um, but they made different decisions. But I think they've done, done a pretty terrible job overall on communicating and being transparent to the district on all the finances related to Prop F, including Hal Norris. Um, digging into the information they knew about it knew that there's potentially issues particularly with meeting kind of the estimates in the first place not necessarily maybe not necessarily to north to the extent that north the the big the big difference in how north but all the estimates for all the projects were coming in above estimates and they knew that months ahead of time and had no conversations about it and had no no communication with the public about it Mm mm-hmm some teachers have been leaving the district after everything that's happened in the past few years. What would you do to keep teachers in the district? Yeah, so I think, I think number one, again, going back to finances, is getting the finance squared away so that we can make sure that they're getting their stuff increases and, you know, treating them the way they're kind of expecting to be treated. If I had a contractor agreement for to get, to get X, Y, and Z, and then you said, well, I'll give you X, but then I'm not going to give you Y and Z, I would be frustrated too. Um, so I think again, going back to finances, everything in my mind, everything stems from that. 
And if we can get that squared away, then we can get the teachers hopefully squared away and get them to the step increase they want, but also kind of giving them the support. We haven't had volunteers in the district for like two years now. So all that extra work that was part of volunteers is either not getting done, which is bad on the students, or the teachers are trying to take care of it all. And I don't know, you, you probably are, you're in high school. I don't know if you, you have a job, but if, I think most people that do, if your workload increased 10%, 20% year over year, and then people, and you, then you didn't get any kind of pay increase for it. Mm-hmm. Most people would, would start feeling feeling burnt out and kind of just done with it. Yeah. Uh, what role should schools play in teaching kids about things like cyber safety, sex ed, mental health, and the LGBTQ community? Yeah, I think there's, I think there's a there's a role to play. I think it's a conversation with the community to decide at what level. Um, I definitely think the schools have a part, but I also think the parents have a strong part in that as well. And there has to be some kind of balance and agreement between the community and the schools, what that looks like, and also an opportunity for the, for the parents to be involved with their particular student, student, son, child, daughter, um, that they can have some, some guidance in it and how that's approached within the schools. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the debate about critical race theory and book banning in schools? Well, I'm going to say we aren't banning any books in schools, so that's an inappropriate term. Um, it's a removal from the library, which is not banning. Nobody's being punished if they bring it into the schools. So that's an incorrect term to use. That's my opinion. Um, I know everybody uses it, uses it, but I think there's definitely a balance. I think there's a we have a we have a policy in place. I think there's potential to review that policy and see is it is it the right policy? Do we need to change the policy? Um, but I'm glad that there's an outlet for, for parents to, to make those complaints. Um, and it depends on why the book is being challenged, right? It's going to be a case by case basis, which is why we have a committee um, in the first place because it's going to depend on book to book. I think there's definitely items to be looked at, um, and we should continue to be kind of looking through those to make sure are are the materials in school appropriate for school appropriate for the age groups that the school is teaching to um what was the other part of the question um crt yeah yes um yeah i think crt doesn't belong in schools and i know there's a big debate on but we don't teach crt because the whole legal theorem the principles of crt doesn't belong in schools um the idea that there are groups splitting people into set groups and saying certain groups have more authority or, or privilege or are oppressed, I think is not correct in my view. Um, there's always going to be examples you can point to because there's a world of individuals and all the individuals are going to act a certain way, but that doesn't mean that applies to the a broader group of people. Plus calling people out in groups, in my mind, is divisive in the first place. And we've tried as a country for the last 60 plus years to get away from that so i don't know why we're circling back around Mm -hmm. how do you feel covid19 has affected the district and what would you do about the current district policies should you get elected um i think it's been very i don't like the term damaging but i think it I, i think it has i think that's has made what was part of what's made everything so difficult and brought us in some more, somewhat into the situation we, we, we've had so far is, is some of the strict re, 
some of the strict um, conditions we put ourselves in place of like having no volunteers. Um, I would, that's one thing I would kind of immediately want to want to move forward or at least push with the other board and have conversations about is putting volunteers back in place to take some of the workload off teachers. There's a number of things volunteers um, can do. And traditionally we've had numerous volunteers at all the schools um, helping support the teachers, helping to support the teachers and, and some of their workload and some of the classwork and helping support the students and, and giving some extra one-on-one time to particular students that may need it. Uh, so I think that's a big thing that we can do as a district. I think that it'll help our teachers. I think that it'll help our students and just kind of start bringing things back to normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything else you would like to add? nothing on top of my mind great that's all i have today thank you so much for your time